Yip Talk, the Your Investment Property Podcast. In terms of mortgages, borrowers are now substantially better off than they were six months ago. But will these low rates continue to drop even further? In the latest episode of Yip Talk, our host Sarah Meganson is joined by Raj Lauder, home loan specialist with Your Mortgage Broker. The two sit down to dig into the nitty gritty of these low rates and what investors can expect. Welcome to the latest episode of Yip Talk, your investment properties podcast. That's always a mouthful to get that one out. Uh, joining me this episode, we have Raj, Raj Ladder from Your Mortgage Broker. He's our in-house home loan specialist over at Your Mortgage Broker. Welcome to the program, Raj. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Very excited to have you because we're going to be digging into mortgages today, which is obviously one of the biggest hot topics in property (laughs) at the moment. Um, We're seeing some incredible rates come through. I mean, coronavirus has come through and kind of, you know, turned everything upside down. But in terms of mortgages, borrowers are actually now substantially better off than they were this time six months ago. Um, So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is these interest rates that we're seeing come through. It's been, you know, as I was mentioning, since, say, January to now, over the last six months, we have just seen such a change in the mortgage market. Back then we were kind of mid to high threes in interest rates and now we're seeing low twos and even um, just recently some interest rates with a one in front of them. So... Let's dig into that a little bit. Um, what are some of the big trends you're noticing in mortgage interest rates at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, rates beginning with a one um, is unheard of. I've been in the industry for 14 years and I've never seen it. I wouldn't have ever envisaged a rate that begin begins with a one. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's really, really good for a lot of borrowers out there. Um, biggest trends, I think, with banks just trying to um, trying to minimize um, borrowers leaving them. They're looking at in, they're enticing people to lock in. Um, so we, as as you mentioned, there are a couple of rates out there, and there is a two year fixed rate or maybe even a one year fixed rate that is as low as one point nine nine. That is just a one off, more so. Uh, if we're talking market average, we are talking of fixed rates that begin probably around the 2.2 to 2.3 mark, um, and that's a fixed rate for a two- and three-year rate, um, and that's with a, a lot of your major lenders. Yeah, I'm seeing these fixed rates, you know, probably for the last two or three months, these fixed rates have been incredibly low, and like you said, we never kind of imagined we'd get this low because banks generally have a 2% buffer between the cash Correct. rate what they will offer so um and that's the difference between what they kind of get charged for the money and what they lend the money out to people so to see it at 1.99 percent is extraordinary um and really a reflection of these you know such extraordinary conditions that we're in at the moment uh but i think the the bottom line here is that anyone with a mortgage should be paying really close attention to their home loan at the moment and if they haven't refinanced in the last 12 months now is the time to look at doing that. Is, is that something that you would agree with? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the time to do it. Um, just only 12 months ago, we had interest rates that were beginning with a three. And even then we were like, okay, well, that's still pretty competitive. And I, I actually remember when I was saying that in a lot of my LinkedIn posts and so on was th- we actually have now rates that begin with a two. 
and 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 to to now be saying that there's rights begin with a one it's um yeah i think it's time if you haven't looked at your mortgage within the last 12 months you will be pleasantly surprised to see what's about and i guess one of the challenges there is that you know for a lot of people their situation is drastically different now to what it was so it's one of those um, flip side coins where now is the best time to refinance. But if you've had a change in your work situation or you've lost your job or you're on JobKeeper, uh, you know, it can be hard to refinance at the moment. But would you say, uh, you know, even with those kinds of changing conditions, is it still worth looking at your mortgage or speaking to a mortgage broker? Or if you've had, say, a job loss or you've been moved on to JobKeeper, is it better to stay put for now and kind of not, not rock the boat? So, firstly, I, I and I'm slightly naturally, I'm slightly biased. If you're talking to a mortgage broker, the mortgage broker will be the person to make a call on whether it's worth applying um, with a bank or not. Naturally, um, different banks have different appetites for different types of incomes, industries, and so on. However, um, we do have lenders on the panel who are accepting JobKeeper as an income. So. Like that speaks volumes to me. It, it's it says that. Firstly, I, I think that the banks are thinking, well, JobKeeper may be here to stay. And only uh, yesterday, the government did make an announcement to say it is going to continue into twenty twenty one, depending on your industry and and the business that you're working for. But the fact that banks are accepting JobKeeper gives me some comfort thinking moving forward that if you have had, if you are on JobKeeper, then there is potential that we can rejig your loan amount, and the only reason we're gonna we're gonna rejig your loan amount is is because there's going to be a cost saving. If there's not, then you stay put. But speaking with the mortgage broker can make a call whether it's worth looking into it now or not. And in terms of cost savings, you know we're seeing a lot of deals at the moment, and it's not just about the interest rate. Um, you know, there's, there is, uh, I think Bank of Us was the first cab off the rank to do a 1.99% rate um, that was only available to Tasmanians. We've seen just recently that uh, other banks have started to, or other lenders have started to join in and offer these 1.99% honeymoon or intro rates for new customers. Yeah. Um, so that, that obviously creates a huge opportunity to save money or it has the potential for borrowers to save money. Um, but there's also a lot of incentives, uh, cashback offers of up to 3000 even up to $4,000 yeah. refinance your loan. So there's a lot of really big, enticing, tempting deals out there. Um, what would you say to people who are looking at these different deals and these offers and trying to figure out where they should be going? What is your advice to them? For sure. Like anything, uh, if it's too good to be true, a lot of the times it can be. Um, I'm not saying with these rates of 1.99, they are too good to be true. But naturally, with anything that has an introductory offer or even a fixed rate, we know that it is going to be low for a certain period of time. At some stage, what the revert rate will go back to, we don't know. So I think first and foremost, read the small print, understand what you're going to sign yourself up for. There could be a number of things that you use, which you use day to day. So it could be your online banking, for example. It could be an offset account. There's various other bits and pieces that make up your loan. Um, and it's not just solely about the rate. So just make sure you read the small print, understand just things like how long it's actually going to take for this to happen. Um, when it comes to purchasing a property, it's not 
it's not about the rate whatsoever. A lot of the times it's actually about getting the house and you have time constraints. Uh, if it's a refinance, naturally you haven't got as many time constraints. But, um, you know, how frustrated are you going to be when you're three months down and you still haven't got your refinance done? And I think that is such a good point because, um, you know, I'm interviewing brokers every day about these different trends and different things that we're seeing happen in the market. And one of the biggest frustrations that's coming through at the moment is the turnaround times, um, particularly with the lenders that are offering really big incentives um, that we're seeing turnaround times blow out to like not just by a number of weeks but sometimes a number of months. Yes. It can take up to three months to have your loan processed at the moment and that could really jeopardise a sale or it could add a lot of stress if you're in the middle of buying and selling and, you know, you're timing your settlements and you want to be able to move into your new place. Um, so I think it's really crucial to look beyond just the rate. Um, look at the rate but also look at the, the bigger picture and I guess that's where a broker can really help you because you're having that day-to-day contact with the different banks and lenders so you're able to explain to borrowers, well, if you go with this bank, you're going to get a $2,000 incentive but if you go with this bank, we're going to get you settled on time and, you know, give that um, context, isn't it? 100%. And we we as you as you quite rightly said we we speak with these banks every day so these banks um representatives come and see us knock our door every day or rather zoom chatting us nowadays uh mm-hmm. and and they they they're saying you know we're great this is what we've got um but they're also very honest because they know when when things go pear shaped well it's going to be their phone that's going to be ringing first so the last thing uh, these representatives want to do is say that we're great and then you know they put business in uh, application submitted but then if we're not going to hear from uh, an application is not going to be touched for two or three weeks and it is a purchase well there's a problem so these guys manage our expectations to say we are great however i will let you know your application isn't going to be picked up for three weeks and so when we present our clients with loan options we will certainly put their turnaround times in there as well yeah and i think that these are some of the things that borrowers often don't realize um you know, going into it into a loan process, it's, it can be so complicated and you, you often don't know what you're in for. So um, having that kind of support of a broker can really help work through those processes. Um, other than turnaround times and, you know, trying to manage your your whatever your personal situation is in terms of JobKeeper and um, redundancies and those types of things. What are the other struggles that you're seeing borrowers have with lenders at the moment and how are you as a broker, how have you been able to help them? Yeah, so a lot of the banks have been extremely cautious with with various things. So it could be uh, an individual um, works overtime potentially or has various allowances or bonuses. Um, outside certain inter- industries, banks are now putting buffers on buffers. So, for example, let's just say pre-COVID days, um, most banks would say, all right, we'll, you know, we'll accept 80% of the overtime that you've done or we'll accept 80% of, your, uh, of, your, of the bonuses that you received over the last two years. Now it's, okay, we'll firstly get the bonus payment, take 80% of that, and then put it into our calculator, which automatically takes another 20, shaves another 20% off. So we're finding wow. that anything outside, any, anything outside the essential workers um, such as your, your nurses and your doctors and, and so on, anything outside essential, the, people's incomes are being reduced. And um, it is across the board, but some some banks are taking more 
off buffering more than others and for investors the really important thing there is how much um different lenders treat your your rental income right because absolutely because some uh i've I've had this experience myself owning investment properties over the years that some lenders if you get four hundred dollars a week rent for a property there are some lenders who will accept that there are some lenders who will accept 70% of that. So they'll shade it down or offer it down, you know, to $300 a week. Um, There are some lenders that will buffer it down to say 80%, but then they will also reduce um, all of the, your fees. So they'll take into consideration all of your property management fees and all of those things. So they're effectively, you know, shading it down even more. And it's, um, it can be really tricky to get around all of that. I've also come up against the problem before where I've had multiple properties in my portfolio and the uh, bank uh, was assessing them. You know, the assessment rate is higher than the actual interest rate and they were assessing my loans and and basically said, you can't afford your your loans. And I said, well, I've been paying them every (laughs) month. See that I can afford it. Oh, but it doesn't service. And this was the actual bank I was with, and I just wanted to change products with them. Yes, um, I think I wanted to move from a from a variable to a fixed rate. And they said, "Well, no, you you don't you don't service." <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And I said, "This doesn't make sense to me because I am currently servicing. You can see the income coming in. You can see the the rates coming out." And he said, "Yes, but that's based on the current interest rates you're paying. Once we add two percent." you know, buffer up the interest rate and we buffer down your rent, you can't afford it. And I I completely understand that that is a risk mitigation tool for banks and it's, you know, really important and I'm glad that they have that process in place. But as a borrower, that can be extremely frustrating and um, that certainly was the point where I went, okay, I need to start diversifying my loans and, you know, you different banks um is this a problem you're seeing that investors are having at the moment that it's becoming a little bit harder than usual it is for sure so we've um we we get it all the time where similar to yourself where you have a portfolio of properties you have all of these rental incomes coming in but first and foremost they're going to be buffering those rental incomes down in which they've even more so with covid um but then also they're going to have assessment rates of but yeah, much, much, much higher than it's usually a minimum of two and a half percent of what the actual rate would be, or they have a floor rate of, let's just say, five and a half percent. Now, one of the good things for investors was uh, probably around 18 months ago or so, APRA made us a, a slight change, a ruling where banks were allowed to make slight changes to their floor rates and assessment rates. Um, so, Probably as as early as eighteen months ago, a lot of the banks were having assessment had assessment rates of around seven and a half percent. There's still one bank which is ING that's still assessed at eight percent, which is yeah. Considering we're talking about rates of one point nine nine, but they will assess your repayments based on an eight percent assessment rate. Um, you can see that that's going to have a significant impact to your borrowing capacity. But around 18 months ago, a lot of the uh, banks did follow APRA and said, okay, well, you know, we'll do a combination of the two. And at the minute, it's sitting somewhere between two, a minimum of 2.5% of um, on top of what the rate is. So if the rate was 2%, you add on the other 2.5%. So that takes you 4.5%. Um, however, if that is lower than the floor rate, which is currently sitting around the 55 it's always a higher of the two. Right. 
and but, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> having a little choking fit there. Um, yeah. All of that is so interesting when you consider that, I don't know, you, you've been in the industry 15 years, I've been buying property for over 15 years. When I started out, I can remember fixing a rate at 7.3%. <laughs> and at the time, that was that was pretty normal. That was what yes, the market it was. So so interesting to see how things can change in a decade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, like uh, I think hopefully once, you know, the banks are a little bit more comfortable with once COVID has passed on, I, I would imagine that the banks will start to um, ease back off the, of the buffering. Um, but again, investors are in a great place still with the assessment rates that the banks are currently using. And what would you say, um, you know, in terms of refinancing, one area that where people can save money is the fact that when you refinance your loan, you can re-amortise it over a new period. So right. say you've had a 30-year loan, you've had it for five years and you've chipped away 25, uh, so you've chipped away five years off it, so you've got 25 years left. If you go and get a new loan with a new lender over a new 30-year period, you could lower your repayments um, that way because you've got a lower balance yeah. um, and then factor in an interest rate cut as well and, you know, your repayment's going to be quite a lot lower. That is a really tempting opportunity, but it is going to push back or delay um, how fast you're going to pay off your loan. So is that something that you're seeing um, lend or borrowers wanting to do to, to have that fresh 30-year period or are they um, – still you know trying to keep that period lower so that they own their home sooner you know because you don't want to be sure. in debt for way too long absolutely and, and one of the things that the banks look at is an exit strategy so somebody who's going to potentially ask for a 30-year loan term that is getting cl closer to retirement that's always a consideration for the banks but what what i prefer to do and what we prefer to do at your mortgage broker is we don't ask a client all right well what's your term um, and, okay, well, we'll give you another, let's just say, a 25-year term. We prefer to speak to the client and say, what's your budget? How much you, how much can you actually pay towards your home loan? And the clients, let's just say the client says, look, we're comfortably are paying $3,000 a month. We would say, okay, well, are you, are you comfortable continuing on making the $3,000? Some clients say, well, we can actually pay more. Um, we will then give them a term based on their budget as opposed to, this is how much you can get and this is how much saving you're going to make. So um, making a saving uh, today and now is always good, but uh, in the long term, if we can take off five, eight years off someone's mortgage, whatever that figure looks like, um, I, we, we find clients are a lot more happier um, when, we, when we present these options to them. And that's the thing, the, the really kind of powerful part of this is at the moment with the interest rates this low, if you have been paying say $3,000 a month, and you can refinance and get that down to $2,000 a month. Even if you do get that and that's your minimum, but you're able to put that extra $1,000 in every month, you could pay that home loan off 5, 10, you know, 12 sure. years. Put a little bit extra in and you could be owning it within 15 years, you know. So the opportunity now with debt being this cheap, the opportunity to get ahead is pretty extraordinary. It is. And uh, you know, like you said, you've never seen anything like it in 15 years, neither have I, and you kind of never know where it's going to go from here. Um, I, I don't think there's a huge chance that interest rates are going to be skyrocketing anytime soon. But if the six, last six months have shown us anything, it's that we just never know what's around the corner. So it's a pretty good 
opportunity now to get your ducks in a row and just look at your financial situation and see how you can do better. I agree. This is the time where everyone can start smashing um, their mortgage down. This is the time because once interest rates start to increase, um, naturally you're just paying more in interest, Um, especially the clients who are sitting above the 80% loan-to-value ratio. Like they are literally tied by the bank because if they look to refinance somewhere else, naturally they're going to get hit with the lender's mortgage insurance again if if you know, if they're not in a specialized industry and so on. But um, if they can get to to a position where they're at an eighty percent loan to value ratio now, um, when interest rates do start creeping up, at least they have the market to look at. Whereas if they don't and they're above the eighty percent, first and foremost, their bank knows. Um, so their banks are also going to know that they can't refinance elsewhere, yes. uh, and they will they will certainly charge whatever they want. They're certainly not going to bend over backwards to to make someone happy when they're in the lender's mortgage insurance territory. It really does open up your options once you get below that um that rate, doesn't it? That eighty percent LPR. Yep. Well, thank you very much. Some very interesting topics to to chat about today. If anyone has any questions for you, they can contact you. Um, Raj is our home loan specialist at Your Mortgage Broker. And the website there is yourhomeloanspecialist.com.au. Raj is a wealth of information. So if anyone has any questions, wants to pick your brain about any of the things we've discussed today, feel free to get in touch. And thank you again for joining us. Not a problem at all. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yip Talk. For more from Raj Lauder and the team at Your Mortgage Broker, be sure to visit www.yourhomeloanspecialist.com.au. That's www.yourhomeloanspecialist.com.au. For more from Sarah Meganson, our editor, and the expert guests that join her, be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for the latest episodes and insights you need as a property investor.